This is Clothes Making Mavens, a sewing podcast about handmade fashion. I'm Helena from GrailDay.com, and in this episode, I'm pleased to share my interview with Lori Van Monen from the blog Girls in the Garden. Lori sews for herself, her daughters, and now her little grandson. She contributes to the Mood Sewing Network and IndieSew.com, so she has access to beautiful fabrics and the latest indie patterns. I always love what she creates, and she usually gives such handy construction advice and pattern insights too. But my burning motivation to chat with Lori concerned her wonderful podcast, Sew Forth Now, which was one of the first podcasts I encountered that was specific to garment sewing. I love that podcast so much, and it is no secret what an inspiration it was for me in starting Clothes Making Mavens. We talked about the amazing guests she had on So Forth Now and what helpful information they offered so generously. I hope this interview inspires you to check out her old episodes as well as Lori's current creations on her blog. Hi there. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Lori. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you asking me. You started your podcast in 2007, and I think that is really exciting because not many people knew about podcasts back in 2007. I feel like people are just kind of getting the hang of podcasts now and learning about them. How'd you come up with the idea, and what what made you think to do that? Well, I worked at a place in our little town that was was a great job because I had four kids still at home lots of things to attend to and go to. So it was a great flexible job, about 20 hours a week. But it was a lot of like I ran a forehead embroidery machine and do a lot of things that you're kind of by yourself. And he was okay with you having an iPod and listening to whatever you wanted to listen to. Well, you know, after a while you get tired of listening to the same music. So I found a couple podcasts. I just searched, you know, crafting or whatever. Well, there's some knitting ones. Well, I don't knit, but I thought, well, that'd be something to listen to. And I just fell in love with them. And I start, I bought a book on how to podcast for dummies. And then I found a podcast that was how to podcast. So I listened to that and I just decided to, you know, jump in feet first and, uh, try it. And my, um, Good friend Ann St. Clair from Needle Nook. She, we, I was talking to her about it. She said, I'll be your first guest. You know, you can try it out on me. And if it doesn't work, we can record again. And so I would always make sure I would tell my family, you know, I'm going to record. So be, be quiet or don't, don't come in the house, ask where I am. And that's how it started. And just after that, I did a, you know, I, a lot of them are with guests. Every once in a while, I would not do a guest. Mm-hmm. But I just would find the email of different people like Sandra Betsina and Patty Palmer and um, Marcy Tilton and just send an email saying, would you be interested in this podcast? Here it is. Here's what I do. And every everyone I ask always said yes. I was just amazed. Yeah. I just thought it was just the most wonderful thing to talk to these great sewing celebrities that, you know, on TV or had classes and traveled around the country and written books just never in my wildest dreams would I dreamed I'd be talking to these people. It was, it was absolutely amazing. It is definitely, um, it definitely was an inspiration for me. I listened to your shows back in two, probably found it in 2008. So I had some back ones to listen to. Oh, I was so sad when I finally got caught up and then I had to wait. <laughs> 
oh man so i did listen to some of them uh, a couple times uh one of my favorite shows was one well two of the interviews you you did with ann st Clair actually she just gets so specific and helpful about yeah for the swimsuits Uh um telling you exactly how to put the elastic on and what the ratio of elastic to uh, leg circumference should be and kind of where to pull it and where not to pull. I mean, she just is, has so much knowledge and she did a great job even in a podcast form conveying that. I think she, you know, has some people are born to be a teacher. She's born to be a sewing teacher because she just has the gift for taking her knowledge and putting it in, into verbalizing it so everyone can understand. And she's just, I've been able to go to her store and take classes there. That's like five hours from where I live. And she's that way there too. It's just, she's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, and I have mentioned your podcast to a bunch of people now that Mm -hmm. I'm starting a podcast. Like you remember the podcast so forth now and how wonderful it was. And a lot of people don't know about it. And I am horrified, first of all, and I'm like, (laughs) you need to go and listen to every single episode. And that I wanted to let everyone know that, um, information is still relevant, awesome information that you can get a lot out of. So it was just such a, such a, valuable contribution and go back and listen you. to all of them. Yes. The, the first couple episodes, cause the knitting podcast I listened to had the music and I thought, Oh, that was kind of neat. So I did that the first few, but then that got hard to find the right music and all that. And then I stopped. So if they can get past the first three, <laughs> three or four, I think after that, it's just straight talk about sewing. So it's all good. And, and I'm going to leave them up for as long as I can, because I think it is, there's just too much knowledge from all these sewing people that, I think just needs to be continued to share because they were so generous with their time that I want to keep that up there for people to, to be able to listen and learn and be inspired. I mean, that's what's so nice about the online sewing community is just the inspiration we can have from each other. Right. Yeah, that's very true. So I want to talk about some of your fun guests that you had. You had Patty Palmer on episode 41 you had Connie Crawford on episode 35. I met her in person. That was very fun. Oh, that was fun. Yes. <laughs> she is just so no nonsense. And, you know, yep. I'm going to download this information straight to you so quickly. I, you should see my notes from that class. <laughs> completely, I can't read any of them. I know that she just imparted all the knowledge of the world on me and it was going by so quick. I'm just going to have to stalk her and take another class of hers, I guess. That would be fun. Yes. Um, You had Marcy Tilton on. uh, That was episode 29. And you had one of my longest too. She she talked for a long time and just gave so much knowledge. And yes, that was a good one. And Susan Kalji. Yes. Episode 25, and she is just a superstar. That oh, is. Man, isn't she? Her her sewing ability is amazing, isn't it? I follow her on Instagram, and mm-hmm. the thing she makes and what she helps people make, it's, I would love to take her week-long course on French jackets sometime. Oh, I know. That would be a dream come true for sure. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about one of your 
favorite interviews and kind of what you guys talked about and, and how that how that was? Well, I, I don't know, it's hard to pick a favorite. I think interviewing Sandra Betsina was probably like the top because, you know, she'd had, I don't know if many people know, she had a show on HGTV, a sewing show. And so when I sent that email and I'd met her in person, she would come to a, a store in Kansas City and we took a class with her a group of my friends. We started a American Sewing Guild in a local town. And so we would travel together and see these people. And so when I sent that email, I never dreamed she would say yes, but her assistant said, let me check with you, with her. She's going to be out of town. Like she go would go to Africa and help with some sewing projects. And she was getting back from that. And then she emailed, yes, she'd be happy to. Here's the time. Yes. And I would always like send another email verifying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funniest thing when uh, I called her, I said, hi, this is Lori with uh, So Forth Now podcast. And oh, yeah. And she says to her husband, please pull over the car. I forgot about this interview. (laughs) And you just wait. And so she just graciously talked about, you know, her books and her TV show. And we just talked sewing and so that, and you know, some of her projects, but what I found was interesting. And I'm not sure if it's from the show or I'd read somewhere that her dad would encourage her to sew and, but he wouldn't buy her next fabric until she had that project done. And somebody said she still to this day doesn't have a lot of stash. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I thought that was interesting. And I also enjoyed Patty Palmer just from the background of how she got into sewing, you know, in the department stores, teaching classes and developing her fitting methods. And so that was neat, too. So I'm going to have to go listen to those again. Yeah, isn't that right? It's, <laughs> I, 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 I listened to them like once and I need to listen to him again, but I have to get over listening to myself. I know. (laughs) No, it's like, Oh, that's how I sound. Or I mess. I would like miss something where I thought I should have edited something I said wrong. And I thought, Oh, sometimes, but yes, I just need to go listen because the amount of information is uh, worth listening to my voice again to myself. (laughs) It really is. They, yeah, I remember, um, I was mopping the floor listening to a podcast of yours and I was so frustrated that I couldn't take notes. I was stuck mopping the floor and I, and I needed to take some notes. So I was remember to listen to this one again, because that's the kind of uh, information that you got out of the, the guests that you've had. You've got some really great stuff. And it was really nice because I always tried to send them questions beforehand. And is this okay of what you want to talk about? And they would give me feedback back and um and so that was nice so we would kind of be on the same page because I just appreciated their time so much I know they were you know busy instructors and and uh it was just nice to kind of be on the same page and and that's what I have to thank my friend Ann for because she just was we would go back and forth for several weeks and months just talking about the you know, the direction of the podcast and how it should be. And she helped me through a bunch of just ideas and she was a nice person to bounce ideas off of. So that was great. Oh, that is great. That's really nice. Not only is she um, a wealth of sewing knowledge, but also a good friend and enthusiastic supporter. That's so nice. And she owns a fabric store, store doesn't she? Right. And yeah, specializes in knits. So oh, my dream. Yes. Yes, it has good knits, and she's happy to send you samples, so that's nice, too. But one of my favorite, very favorite one was probably when I interviewed my daughter. I don't know if you remember that. My oh, I don't. Da- no. Uh, 
we talked about it was kind of the getting new people to sewing and there was a another young girl that would sew a lot and would post on pattern review all the time so i interviewed her and i interviewed meredith and uh my daughter meredith and so it was kind of fun to talk to them about why they like sewing but the only way i could record one was doing it through the phone so i sent meredith into another room in the house and we we did a phone interview so that's kind of funny but that was the only way i could make my uh podcast work so we were in the same house doing phone interview that's cute (laughs) yes so it sounds like you had a little community with um with ann which you you just met her by um shopping there no years ago before like when the internet quiltropolis i don't know if anybody's familiar with that years ago it had email sewing list and i found it by happenstance i think and they had some that were called So For Kids, So For Me, Smocking. And you could just join these email lists and people would, you know, post, here's what I'm making. I need help or put a picture. They they had like a gallery where you could post. And there's just, a, that was my first online community. And Anne was a member of this. And just like you said on that podcast, she somebody would say, I'm not sure how to do this ribbing. I'd always you know, it might not turn out right. It's too loose. And she'd say, here's your ratio. Here's what you need to do. And, and you know, this is the way you need to do the seam on a knit. And we just started emailing because she had, you know, her store name underneath it, but she never advertised. She just said, so I clicked on it once and it was just a basic little, here's the phone number. Mm-hmm. So one time I called and that just was the start. And we were on vacation and we stopped there and bought fabric and that was just kind of the, the beginning of it. I would order fabric from her and I went we went to her I went to her store three or four times and that was the beginning of how I met Anne was because of the internet and that small little email group. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. And then you said you started an ASG chapter in your area? We did, yes. Um there was several garment sewers in the same um Viking store where I bought my machine and we're kind of interested in it because some of these speakers we would go see like Louise Cutting and were sponsored by ASG off, um, chapters. So we just looked into it and and um, we we started a small one in, in a nearby town and we were very faithful and had Anne came one time for a clinic and did a two-day sewing little clinic and it was just great and we all then several people moved away and it's still it's still in a um, chapter is active. I'm just not an active member of it anymore. But I did go to an ASG um, convention, too, in Chicago one year. I went up there to the yearly convention, and that was great. I met, like, um, Meg. That's part of McCall's, you know, the mm-hmm. social media. I met Meg. Again, I met um, several other people there that were both people I'd interviewed, which was kind of fun because I'd go up, hey, I'm Lori. We talked on the podcast so forth now. And so that was neat. And it was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun to take classes and and, and go up there. So Patty, uh, Peggy Sagers, I took a class with her. And and so that was fun. It was very worthwhile. And it was nearby enough that it was a, a pretty easy trip. It was good. Yeah, I um my last interview, my first and previous interview was, um, was with the president of the ASG chapter up in Seattle and it sounds fun. So I have it on my list to go check that out here 
in my little town and um, down in San Diego, which I'm sure is a bigger. I was just that's exciting that you started it with a group of garment sewers because I think it's a little trickier to find garment sewers around there. I mean, there's more than ever, certainly. Right. Yes. But it went from a lot to not very many like you sew, you know, Mm -hmm. to now it's like, oh, yeah, it's not like I don't you don't know anybody that sews. It used to be when I sewed, people are like, wow, I don't know anybody that sews. But now it's getting much more common. I know it's it's good, but it's also, I loved when I would say I sewed something and people thought it was like witchcraft. <laughs> what? You sewed that? And it would be yeah. so funny. I'm like, yeah, well, all our clothes are sewn by humans. <laughs> Actually. Right, yes. right. Um, did you go to, so you went to the ASG and then did you go to the Sew Expo? Did I oh, see? I have not. I've been not been, I've been to the ASG Expo and like okay. was in Chicago the year I went, but I've not been to like any other expos. No. Okay. Where are you located? I'm located in Central Missouri. Mid oh, Missouri. Yeah. Okay. I think there's like a big so Expo up in Minnesota, but that's not close. I would like to go to that. I and I would like to go to Peel. I'm not gonna say it right. Peel out. Yeah. I'd like to go there too. That looks like very fun. It so, is. It's it's so yeah. fun. I I was moped around. Um, I just moved from there, and oh, I moped okay. around all weekend because I wasn't there to... this year. Yeah. Oh, I don't blame you. It looks like it's just super fun. With you could come home with loads of fabric and lots of inspiration. Yes, I think that's a lot. Though the from what I've seen, the fashion shows there are pretty amazing, aren't they? That the people put on. Yeah. Um. Patty and oh, what's her. Melissa, Melissa Watson oh, yes. mm-hmm. was there last year um, and they showed their new designs and that was really fun to see. Yes. You could see how they styled them and what they had to say about them. Well, that would be fun. I have two more in college and after that's over, then it's like, yes, I can go start doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Travel for sewing. That's right. That's right. So that's what I remember when I went to the ASG was everything you had to take. And so I had to check my baggage because, you know, I have my big scissors and all the <laughs> things you had to take to the classes. It's like, okay, no carry-ons. Yeah. Dangerous. Dangerous that's carry-ons. right. That's right. So your blog is really lovely. I just love all the clothes. I think we have really similar tastes because I think we do too. I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. everything you sew and you comment. You nice. that, your maxi dress you just made. Oh my gosh, that's gorgeous. Thank you. I feel amazing in it, which um, is sometimes hard to do in things I've sewn because I definitely am focused on mistakes a lot oh, or, okay. you know, what would I do better next time? And then I never sew a pattern twice because um, I am, ADD about that, you know, there's always a new pattern. That one actually I like. I love to wear it. So thank you. You're welcome. It's just very pretty. And I think we're our own worst critics, but you can definitely tell when you feel good when you're wearing a garment because your pictures reflect that, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. I felt confident. Yes. It it makes a world of difference. So where do you get your inspiration? Um, a lot online, a lot from what other people sew. I almost wonder how, 
I almost wonder if they have statistics, like if someone puts a fabulous garment on from a certain pattern, whether it be Indy or one of the big four, if the sales go through the roof. You know what I mean? That I want to know sudden, that too, yeah. Yes, if, but I'd say a lot online from other garment sewers. I have another friend named Lynn. She had a um, sewing blog and was quite talented. It's this called Wonderfully Made. And she was very inspirational. And she turned me on to a like the party. It's a cabbie clothing, but you can only buy it if somebody has a party. But anyway, it's a pretty neat site because they make all their garments pretty much try to go together. So they show you about uh, quite a bit of wardrobe ideas, which I'm trying to get better at. I just kind of, like you, a little bit about IDD. Oh, I like this fabric and this shirt. Oh, no. I, then I go to put something together and sometimes I don't have anything to go with something I make. You know, I might have a top that doesn't go with anything else. Yeah. So I'm trying to be better about that. But, um, and then, you know, anytime I get the J. Crew catalog, that kind of thing. I, I rip the pages out and mm-hmm. get ideas. And that's kind of how that, uh, my Friday fashion inspiration started is just from catalogs or online where I'd pin something and then try to find a pattern that would work for it. That was my idea for that, which is I've switched jobs in the last six weeks. So that has gone by the wayside between my new job and we doing a remodel that I need to get maybe in by the end of summer, I can get back to that. But it was, it was kind of fun to see how close you really can find something that's uh, in ready to wear that you can find a pattern that's almost just like it. Yeah, it kind of remembers, uh, reminds me of um, So Weekly. Do you remember that? I do. You're, yes, I do now. Yeah, yes, they used good. to do that, and I love that. It, but um, they focused on mod. Yes, mod cloth. Mod yeah. cloth. Um, yeah. And that is not totally my style. So I always was so um, in love with how they paired the fabrics and they put the patterns together. But then when you actually got right down to it, I'm like, well, I don't need a full skirted dress myself. And so it's so nice for me personally (laughs) that you do (laughs) the Friday inspiration because it is my style. Yay. Yes. I, I just have a lot of fun and I've been very fortunate when I do have it. There are several people that, um, have helped me, you know, they'll get, Hey, here's this idea. And I try to always give them credit. Like, this is your, here's a great one. Why don't you see about this? And I think this pattern worked, which that's really nice. So yeah. Yes. A lot of legwork with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, just kind of everywhere. And I have four daughters, so they always keep me straight on what I should wear or not wear or make or not make. So (laughs) they're my fashion gurus too. So very nice. It is. You also do dabble in the dark arts of quilting. Yes. And um, and your bags are beautiful, too. And I was wondering, like, what's your take on that? Because I know a lot of garment sewers are that's a really separate skill set, the quilting and the bag making, and they aren't interested or, you know, there's right. there's a separation there. So I wondered um, what you like about it and, and what. What do you get well, from that? Well, I started the bag making, I'd say, partly because of four, four girls. You know, they started needing bags for different events at school or sporting events, and that's how that kind of started. Mm-hmm. And I got hooked on that Amy Butler Weekender bag, and so I made myself one, and then each girl wanted one, and then I started making them for graduation presents, that kind of thing. And I, I think the pull of that is the 
readily available quilting cotton, you know, and it's in such crazy prints and colors and fun that it's Mm -hmm. not something I'd make a garment out of, but I'm just drawn to it and I want to make something Mm -hmm. for the bags. And then the quilts kind of started because one of my very best friends opened a quilt shop in our small little town. And you're so lucky. I am. And in fact, um, she's, she's wonderful and she has great taste and, I said, well, I'm never going to make a big quilt. I told her, I'm never going to make a big quilt. I'll make bags. I'll make some baby quilts and for, you know, when somebody has a baby. And then it just evolved because some of those quilting people are some of my best friends. And so I want to do something socially with them. You know, we sew like once a month and uh, sometimes we go on little shopping trips. So my quilting probably evolved more as a social aspect. We have a quilting club at the quilt shop and it's just more of a, social thing and their love of quilting is pretty addictive to where it's kind of the same way with a garment. You see this garment pattern you want to make and then someone brings to show and tell this fabulous quilt and it's like, oh, I'd like to do that too. Mm-hmm. And part of quilting, after I made garments and if it's like a more difficult one, like a tail, like after I made that Vogue um, wool coat this winter, mm-hmm. after that I just kind of need the simplicity of just straight line stitching of patchwork that I know don't have to worry about fitting. It's just a little bit relaxing after that. And um, I just kind of bounce back from one to the other. Yeah. The, the fabric is easier to work with too. You don't. It is. Yes. I feel like that's and half it, the battle with, with garbage mm-hmm. sewing is how to yes. deal with your materials. And sometimes, you know, you can't find that just perfect garment fabric, but the quilting cotton is more readily available to wear. It's like, Oh, this will work. Mm-hmm. So it's, and I do have two girls that like to quilt. So every once in a while, we'll just put out our sewing machines on the kitchen table and we all just sew and talk. And that's pretty fun. So something we all can do together. It kind of go in cycles, you know, and depending on the mood and what I have for, because I never really have a huge stash of garment fabric. So if I'm waiting for something to come in or waiting to find that perfect one, I can grab the quilting cotton and start, start a new project while I'm waiting for something to come in. Cool. As I was researching this show, I noticed that you are a blogger for Indie Sew. What's that like? Do you do you get to pick your projects? Is it like, you know, like Mood Sewing Network? How does that work? It is. You get to pick you get to pick which pattern you'd like. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's really nice because um, they just ask you to pick the pattern and blog about it. And then I also write a review on their site, too, that will pull up when you pick out that pattern. You can see at the bottom the creations and the reviews. And it's just, um, I was, they, Allie just emailed and asked me, and I'm like, jumped at the chance, you bet, because I do love indie patterns, and I don't mind the taping and putting them together because, you know, I, um, they're readily available at 11 o'clock at night when I want to make a, you know, some kind of shirt or blouse or skirt or whatever, I can go print it off to wear for me to go get a big four pattern, either have to do it online or it's 45 minutes away for me to get a uh, pattern from the calls or whatever. So that is that is really nice, just readily available. But, yeah, we can pick our own pattern and what we want to do and, and go from there. So that it's really, really nice. I enjoy being part of Indie Soap's blogging team. That you have a good setup now. 
you have the patterns from Indieso and the fabric from That's Mood. That's thing. amazing. It is. I just, Meg was still with Mood when she asked me to be part of Mood Sewing Network, and I was just over the moon. And mm-hmm. um, I just, she's like, you can think about it. I'm like, no, I don't need to think about it. <laughs> in fact, I did an interview Meg for the podcast, too. We talked about the fashion or the fabric district in New York City, and that's on my bucket list, too, to be able to go there and shop. Oh, but, me um, too, yeah. Yes. And so I was telling my friend Lynn on the phone, my husband and I were driving somewhere and, you know, I told him he doesn't, he's not big on online. His reality world is right here. You know, he doesn't do anything unless it's researching new golf equipment online. But, uh, we, uh, so I was telling my friend Lynn on the phone about it and that I was asking stuff and we were talking about it and I got off the phone. He goes, okay, I'm sensing this was a big deal. I'm like, yes, it's a really big deal. Okay, okay, I, I'm really happy for you then. But it was kind of funny because he didn't have any idea. It, uh, I'm very blessed in that sense to be able to do that and, you know, for both of those things. And I also sew for um, my fabric designs too. The, on, the online, where the, uh, it's an online site where you can have your own fabric printed. You can do your own design or print oh. or pick one of theirs. Uh-huh. And it's and printed on, they have 24 or six, I might be saying too many, um, different fabric choices. Mm-hmm. So, and you so that's nice. design fabric for them? You can. I'm not, I haven't done that yet. I pick, they have such great choices that I just pick a design that I like. And then I have a swatch book of their fabric and you can feel, which is nice, which one you want it printed on and just order yardage. Oh, wow. I didn't, so, I didn't realize that. So you do all that, these wonderful things, I but um, you, your career isn't in sewing. You haven't. No, it is not. No, I'm an accountant. <laughs> of course. <laughs> in, our, in our family business, I take care of the books. So, yeah, I'm the accountant office manager for our family business. Yes. You like keeping so. the sewing just a hobby? I do. I, I do. Yes. I, I did one, one summer when I wasn't working in the family business, I was working a job that I didn't really like. And, and, you know, when you're stressed out, my husband and I decided, well, let's let that go. And people were always asking me to make things or do things. And so they, I, one summer I didn't do that. And, and, um, I just sewed for people and it was, it was some neat projects and it was mostly quilts, but one was like, this woman had twins and she saved all their baby clothes. So I took those baby clothes and made quilt blocks out of them. And she had that, um, you know, had it done as a quilt. So that was, and so I did different things like that, you know, small, small quilts, some mendings, a little bit of sewing, but then, uh, I had to go to the, be work at the family business again. So mm-hmm. that just lasted one summer, but it was pretty fun seeing the projects people, wanted you to make it. And there wasn't a lot of garment sewing. It was more like memory kind of quilts and things like that, which that was fine. It was fun, but no career. I like it just the way it is. Sewing for those, um, indie sews and mood, my fabric designs. And, um, and you know, and like the podcast, it was just, it's just was all for fun. And, uh, same way with the, some of the posts I put up on my blog, it's just, I feel very blessed we are to have this great online sewing community because it used to be when you were a garment sewer, you kind of felt all alone, but now you don't feel all alone. You feel 
like these people are your be- some of your best friends and some of them you might not have ever met, but you have this connection that's so strong that because of your love of sewing. Yeah, that's how I felt about talking to you, actually. Like, oh, Lori, <laughs> my friend Lori. I get to talk no, to her that- now, finally. Yeah, you know, it's like hey, so-and-so and the girl, my girls are like, the one online. Yep, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yes, I, I do sometimes get it mixed up in my um, – when I'm talking to my husband and he's like, is this a person, you know, or is this a person you is online? Well, they're a real person. It's just, I, you know, we live in a small town and I, I don't get to get to talk to them in person, but they're really my friend. I swear. Yep. They're really my friend. <laughs> That's the way I feel. You're absolutely right. Well, thank you yeah. so much for um, being on the podcast and I'm glad we could mention to everyone about your awesome podcast because yeah I just think that it was such a great contribution and it lives on you guys need yes, to all go listen timeless they mm-hmm. do that they do there's just so many wonderful um ladies that I interviewed that the wealth of information is just just mind-boggling so start listening to all those great podcast and these That's wonderful right. people you will learn so much but not while you're mopping because then what That's you need to take yeah. notes <laughs> right that's right well i wish you the very best with your podcast i am so excited for you helena and i'm so excited for you and it i think that is a it's a perfect niche we need more sewing podcasts because it's just inspiring and information is good and it's just wonderful yeah, it's going to build the community, I hope. And we're all just one big community here, loving sewing. And if you are like me and you don't get to get together with uh, sewing, real life sewing friends, then you can just listen to the podcast and feel like you're talking to like minded people. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how bored my husband is of my my talk and even my mom. So my mom is a professional seamstress and she um, doesn't her passion isn't the same. It, she doesn't do garment sewing or she, <laughs> she's not, uh, she alters dresses, but it's, it's oh, okay. much more engineering for her. It's much more detail oriented and she doesn't solve the same problems as I do. And so right. I can ask her anything. She knows literally every single thing in the That's world. Nice. Yes. It's, it's awesome. She's six houses away and it's a wonderful um, thing to have uh, right around the corner. But um it isn't the same passion, but I do know there are so many people out there that just want to talk about sewing, just just like me. And I know. Yeah. It's it's really good. I mean, it's come so far from that little email list that I would just hope my dial-up would come and download those email <laughs> messages from that sewing list, and I could talk, you know, like talk to people about it you know and they're all over the world australia and different places it was wonderful to what it is now of just instant knowledge and you can just ask somebody a question about a garment they made or you can go to pattern review and find out all about it it's just we're really blessed yeah we are it's it's exciting exciting time yes thank you so much again thank you And good luck, and thank you so much for thanking me. I really appreciate it. No problem. That was Helena's interview with Lori Van Manen from girlsinthegarden.net. You can check out her podcast at soforthnow.blogspot.com. Thanks 
for listening to this episode of the Clothes Making Mavens podcast. For more information and more episodes, visit clothesmakingmavens.com. We would love to hear from you. You'll find options for sending us an email, leaving a comment, or even a voicemail on clothesmakingmavens.com. Hope to hear from you soon, and thanks for listening. 